Welcome back to another episode of the NET Talks podcast. I'm your host, Sean. And in today's episode, I'm the founder of the Rumblecons League. His name is Marcus. We filmed this back in August, so um, obviously things may be a bit dated, but it's always good to see the progress of the project because the success I've had so far, the collaborations that's happening, is everything that he was talking about actually in this podcast. Now, he talks about everything from what they're doing, gamifying, which is important, his background in gaming, which is important. He's got a team that's going to actually execute on what they're actually saying. Um, guys, there is an issue with the audio. I found uh, there was peaks and troughs. So if you do experience anything, I apologise in advance. Uh, but guys, so much value in this podcast. So please like, subscribe, at least help build this community. Welcome back to another episode of NFT Talks, and I'm here with Marcus Direct. He's a co-founder of Rumble Kong League, uh, one of the hottest NFT PFP projects out there at the moment. A lot of buzz, a lot of celebrities talking and whatnot. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to speak to you. Um, how are you doing, man? Hey, Sean. Thank, uh, thanks for having me. Like, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for taking the time for yeah. like in your busy schedule to uh, to host me and uh, give me a chance to talk a little bit about the Rumble Kong League. That's what, that's what we want to hear, man. So but before we get into everything, like, I always like to hear the background of, indi of individuals because it's interesting to see where people have come from, different industries, different backgrounds and whatnot, and your involvement in, in introduction to NFTs. Yeah, so I'm going to keep it short. My, my background is um, I worked in the gaming industry for the last 10 plus years. Like in 2008, I joined uh, Activision Blizzard, mm -hmm. um, where I worked in the European office on the publishing side. And uh, I stayed there for four years before moving on to a, a Belarusian free-to-play company called Wargaming, where I was uh, in charge of the publishing operations in Europe uh, when I left. And... Um, then I joined a French startup that was focusing on cloud gaming, okay. where I stayed for one and a half year and I helped them to open the market in the in the German speaking um, territory as I am uh, a German living in France. So there was a good fit. Uh, however, <laughs> during that time as well, like I um, I got into the crypto space and I think I had the similar I had, I had a similar like journey than a lot of other people in the space. Like I started investing in, in regular stocks, you know, like a double around with like eToro, Robinhood, yeah, yeah. stuff, and then. Uh, yeah, like you, you buy a you buy a few ETFs, you buy some stocks in Microsoft, you buy an Apple, and you're like, oh, it's gonna make me rich in 50 years, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I can lean back and have a, a retirement. And then I fell into this rabbit hole of of crypto and coins, and uh, I I discovered this, and I um, shortly after, like last year. I discovered NFTs, like really, I spent time and learning about NFTs and what it is and what the implications are. And coming mm -hmm. from a gaming background, I had this uh, this penny drop moment where I'm like, hey, actually, this is, uh, this is pretty cool. And uh, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. And I joined um, the Sandbox, where I am currently as a, working as a marketing director. And um, this is something which is like, it's a very exciting space. It's very like, there's a lot of movement there. And I wanted to get really closer to it and understand as well um, myself, 
what like what nfts are what is those nft collections what is behind and uh, at the same time like uh, i love basketball i love gaming um i love the like the current movement in nfts this community it's a it's it's great because it's such a small space still and you feel like everybody's knowing each other and it's like uh it's it's it's, it's great to see and i wanted to explore this deeper and uh, had a conversation with the with the co-founders at the sandbox and we're like hey I, i'd like to in my in my time off i'd like to launch a little nft collection on the side to see what it goes you know like just, just a little one, one. <laughs> yeah, just <a> little one. <laughs> and um, and here we are and it's like uh, i am uh, i have this uh, i'm working uh, during the day and uh, like a lot of hours on the sandbox stuff because we were getting ready for the alpha and then <laughs> in the evening at night i am uh, i'm dedicating my time to rumble kong so it's a very busy time right now wow but it's it's very rewarding and it's great because like i'm working in two spaces that are like that are amazing and that are that are quite different and have some parallels to each other and uh, rumble kong league is uh, so we launched i think uh, yeah i think today or like around this date like two weeks ago so we are actually a brand that is less than one month old and mm -hmm. uh, like I, i love the i love the movement that we have right now the attention like the, the community behind and uh, yeah i'm i'm excited to talk more about it yeah but like i think after this podcast the floor is going to go up because i mean i've been in the <laughs> no really, really true. the reason why i say that is because i've been in the, i was in the discord obviously quite early before the drop and but i did not know and I, i think this is something that i feel is important if you've got these if you've got these attributes and you're open about speaking about them you need to say because i did not know your background now considering your background with obviously sandbox gaming the way you talk about it that makes you think okay then in regards to what you're doing the chance of you actually executing on that is high because you, because you know what i mean so Yeah, no, <laughs> well, it's you know but I, i'd rather somebody who's got a bit of experience than somebody who hasn't you know what i mean and that and that's That's where that's another thing we, we we mentioned just before we actually start recording is um do the people behind the projects and on oh, do they, do you stay anonymous or do you come out and speak about yourself? It's um I mean why do you why are you coming out and speaking about yourself? Why do you, why are you choosing that? Is it because to boost the project or? Um and also there's there's multiple things. So on a on a personal note, I love like uh, I I find well, I love like I find it very intriguing the the concept of pseudonymity that is in the mm -hmm. NFT space and in the crypto space so that you mm -hmm. have personas that are out there that are called Pranksy that have uh, like that are called Metacoven that are called Pack that you 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 know them for the identity that they are but you don't know who's behind in some cases you know who's behind but yeah you, essentially like you don't have to know who's behind and it's this it's this like pseudonym like this persona this this brand behind that where one person created it but at the same time it's something that is timeless so it could be like in 100 and 200 years there's still a like a pranksy a like a like a pack or someone else um out there that is still mm. pursuing the vision and is bringing it out but it could be like a different person could be a yeah completely different and i find this very fascinating that this space it's um it's like really it's enforcing this it's bringing this to light and myself so i work uh, like i work in the gaming industry like i'm a i'm a public person and i talk about it publicly so my name is known and people know who i am mm -hmm. so but at the same time uh i like i i respect everyone that wants to stay uh, anonymous in the in the space and i find it like i find it interesting like i have calls as well like um where i don't know the real name or the real face of the person that i'm talking to it's just mm. because they are uh, they they represent themselves in a they, they want to remain anonymous for various reasons like it's it's privacy it's uh maybe they have a like they have another project that they don't want to be related to i don't know but um like i respect that and it's something that i find very very interesting however for for rumble kongs there were a 
couple of um, things that uh, when we kicked, like when we started the project or started thinking about the project, um, that was for three, four months ago, like when it really started to get uh, serious, we um, we were like, okay, so we there's, there's, there's projects coming out. There's like a NFT avatar project type coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are staying anonymous. It can go in two directions. Like there's projects that are rugging people and it's uh, like there's projects that are very serious and they're doing very well. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were like, with what we want to build, like with having a gameplay component, giving utility, like building interoperability of, uh, across like various NFT projects, and really having something that is like a that has a has a very grand vision, and it's something that where we think five, ten years ahead. For us, it was important that we attach our names to it to show like, hey, this is something where we are serious about. We want to make this work, and we have the credibility behind it. So yeah. myself, now I work in the gaming industry. I know like I know what a what a core game loop is. I know how to publish a game, like what it comes to when it comes to marketing. Um, we have um, the two co-founders from RenFT, which is an NFT renting platform. They help us with the backend and the contract of RumbleKongs and when it comes to the deployment. So there is a, like they, they are like in the space for the last uh, four or five years and really are in like in the nitty gritty and they are co-founders mm. of a NFT focused platform. And then we have Sig Pencil, who's an artist that is like, that is became like very very known yeah. through um, like initially his his derivative art, but he's doing like his own art for the last uh, seven eight years, and um, we wanted to attach our names to it and show like hey we have a, like we know what we're doing we want to make it work we're putting our names on the line kinda we say like mm-hmm. hey we want to be attached to it so there's a lot of risk like um, but we don't see like we don't think that we will fail because we 110 percent believe in what we're trying to build and mm-hmm. we hope. That um, that by having our names attached to it, that other people also understand it. That there's actually a there's like there's real people behind that one. Yeah, of course. I think I, I was going to say, um, Marcus, I really think it's important, and like you always can tell when some people are, are launching projects in the space when uh, I can see all the projects in new projects, inspiration-wise. So I, I don't know if you correct me if I'm wrong. I feel that this project was inspired like from a bit of the Bored Apes. You took a bit of a you see the success of Axie Infinity. Of the, 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 so it's everything that's working, pushed into one project and and a bit more on top of that. Would you would, would you that's a fair fair comment? Yeah, it's a fair comment. Actually, I give you like a bit of a rundown, like a very short um, history of what became uh, the Rumble Kong League. Is okay. that um, around five six years ago, um, I was working in a in a video game company, and I had an idea for a um, for a mobile game that mm. was based on three versus three combat with. Um, randomly assembled back then it was robots but randomly assembled robots where you can like uh, you have a random generator where you put parts into a machine and then it something comes out and then you assemble your team and you have like synergies and you put them into battle and three versus three as an auto battler and uh, this project wasn't greenlit in the end however it stuck in my head because i really thought like hey this is a cool concept and then fast forward like five years where we are right now where like programmatic avatars are like popping up and I was like, actually, there's a like, there could be, this could be the chance to go back to the drawing board and yeah. uh, work on something. And then there is, of course, like there is, we, we talk about it as well, like from an art perspective, it's, um, it's not as much as like inspired by board apps, but inspired by the level of quality that the board apps have putting out there when you look mm-hmm. at their art, like a 
can stand on its own, like it's very high quality. And high quality is really one mantra that internally is very important for us. Anything that we do, we want to put like quality first and not rush something out and do it quick just to like, I don't know, capitalize on a like on a hype or something like that. Yeah, we wanted to take our time and do something proper. So yes, if you look at the Kongs and you look at the Bored Apes and um, um, yes, they're both like it's, it's primate-based uh, avatar projects, um, but we thought that Kongs uh, would something that is it's fitting that can stand on its own. And uh, yes, like Sick Pencil, he's doing derivative art of uh, the board apes as well, and that's how I met him actually. Like this is yeah. how the connection came to uh, that came to be, and then. Uh, of course, like the play to earn component is where we where we look at Axie because they're right now the biggest, um, <laughs> biggest NFT project there. Like they're the first NFT game that made one billion USD in revenue, which, yes. is, uh, which is a crazy amount. Crazy. To think of it. So, and then there's the other side, which is like Top Shot, which is mm. which brought a very passionate basketball audience closer to a collection. And uh, that all combined with our personal passion inside the team of basketball is uh, like it's. Um, it's like it, it it is what like ignite like uh, brought up what became rumble kong league but then under the hood what we didn't talk so much there's a, there's there's much more like we have a, like we have this we have the clubs there's the leagues there's like a, from a branding opportunity like for brands as well to enter or for athletes to enter there mm -hmm. we see a lot of potential for them to get into this space and build something that is nft based but organic because we also see that or in the past couple of months, there were a lot of like brands or, or individuals that launched their own NFT collection, but it was something that did not fit. You know, like you yeah, had, you had like esports um, esports clubs that released NFT art of a 3D render or something, or something that didn't that didn't feel organic. Like that, that, yeah, it just kind of jumped into it, did something just to say they've done something, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, I see, I see that from a lot of brands. Exactly. Yeah, they go. They go on Google Trends. They see that <laughs> NFT is going through the roof. Like, okay, we do something as well. <laughs> I don't know. They go on Fiverr and uh, get an article. <laughs> but, um, but uh, so that's uh, we want to give everyone an opportunity to find something that he likes inside the Rumble Kong League. And of course, it's basketball, um, and it's something that we want to start with because we love the sport. Like, it's 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 cool to watch basketball. Like, you have, mm. uh, you have the athletes. Like, you cheer for them. It's sport. Like, it's competitive. It's like you have teams. Like, there's a lot of things that we that we love and want to like want to build on. But um, but there will be parts that will be clearly inspired on on other mm. games as well. Like, there's there's Axie. There's I'm a personally I'm a big fan of what what Zed Run is doing. Um, there's like uh, there's of course the Sandbox as well, which is like from a creator standpoint is uh, like innovating. You have uh, like you have Illuvium, which is like uh, like this auto battler kind of game that uh, looks a little bit like um, that reminds me of um, Team Fight Tactics from League of Legends. So classical oh. gaming, new new type of gaming. Yeah. So, um, but then we want to add our own twist to a lot of those things and improve it because there's uh, like the NFT space is still rather new and there's a yes. lot of things that I feel we can look and learn a lot when we look at traditional gaming because that's something that's been done like for the last 30, 40 years and there's a like they went through this uh, those those uh, those baby uh, how do you say like those baby steps at the beginning so we want to have really like a polished approach and um, do something that people are excited about and that's not it doesn't look rushed and uh, really like something that's just out there right so marcus what i've, I've me and you've been talking i think i've been a bit selfish because I, I need you to talk about the, the project because the listeners and view the viewers may not even know about this project first of all i know i'm in it so we need to hear about the project about everything okay 10,000 
break it down break it down for me okay okay so actually that's a, that's a good point yeah because <laughs> i'm so like uh, i got the carried away so the run Kong league is a project of 10,000 programmatically generated uh, avatars mm -hmm. that are built on two tr two types of traits which are visual traits and boost traits so you might have seen that for example if you look at uh, at crypto punks if you look at the board apes if you look at uh, wicked craniums like um the alien boys all of them those mm. are like avatar projects that have uh, like visual traits and have a a roadmap and components around community attached to them and um programmatically generated means you have a set of traits that can be 10 to 20 or 30 different eyes, uh, mouth, uh, clothes, all of this. And then you put it all into a machine that creates you 10,000, like actually it creates you like 45 million unique looking avatars, mm -hmm. but you take 10,000 out of those that, um, that then create something that is completely unique, built on the blockchain by, by putting it onto an NFT token and it belongs to you. That means in most of the, or in a lot of cases, you have commercial rights for this, um, for this avatar. You can build a persona, a brand behind it. But in our case, we wanted to take this one step further and add utility, like clear utility to it as well which is why we added a second type of trait, which we call boosts, which are around um, attributes that will affect the performance of each individual Kong in a upcoming video game. So the, the, those boosts are like shooting, vision, um, we have playmaking and defense. And those will affect uh, various aspects, no finishing action, not playmaking, finishing, um, that will affect various aspects when it comes to gameplay. So if someone that has a high shooting is better at doing three-pointers. Someone mm -hmm. that has good vision is someone like it's a good uh, center that does a good passing and has a, has a good vision around the field and defending is, uh, is defending. <laughs> like you can steal ball and you can block. Um, so that's the Rumble Kong in a, like in a, in a short summary. So that's yeah. But um, we launched this two weeks ago and we had our initial drop of the 10,000 uh, unique looking Kongs with um, a bit over 100 different traits that are that are all like scrambled together that makes every Kong look unique. Um, out of those 10,000, there's around, um, around 5% that look very special that is uh, like from a visual perspective they are like very unique looking they have like mm -hmm. a specific fur like uh, like horns and a halo and uh, they look really cool it's something that we made a deliberate choice to do do things a little bit different than other nft projects and have really this uh, visual like five percent however when it comes to boost they are completely um, randomly generated uh, when it comes to who's a good shooter, like who's a, who's a good defender. And um, this was deliberate for us because we wanted to create a, a, like a behavior that can go around two different traits depending on what type of a persona you are as an owner. So there might okay. be people that want to look for a new profile picture or something that they can relate to. So they look at visual traits and something that looks uh, that they can relate to. And mm -hmm. people that want to get more into the gameplay component, they do trade based on high shooting or high defending because they want to build their team or they want to have a, because they play basketball in real and they're a good point guard. So they look for something that is a, that is around uh, this um, this concept. So is it, is it, is it, is it, I know it's a three on three uh, game. So do you need to own three Kongs to a play, or could, so is it a case of you have to create a team, reach out to people in the community, let's build a team based on you're good at shooting, I've got the defense part covered. Is it that kind of feel to it approach? Yeah, so <laughs> in my vision, you don't have to own a Kong at all to play the game because, all right, as I okay. Before, we have a we have uh, two people in our team that are the co-founders of uh, RenFT, which is an NFT renting platform. 
So maybe in my in my perfect vision, there is a way where you can take a take put a put a Kong under your contract and maybe you rent it, or maybe renting like the first couple of games is completely free and you just borrow it and mm -hmm. you can do some games. You can see how he performs and uh, you do maybe some revenue share with the, with the Kong holder. A mm -hmm. little bit like Axie is doing with scholars, but much more like user friendly and straightforward with the, with just one click that is really that makes it easy. Okay. So, but when it comes to owning a Kong, you only have to own one. If it comes like if you want to have like the full control over what you do, which club you join, you only have to do one. And that was important for us because first of all, we don't want to force someone to spend mm -hmm. like uh, I think we have a floor of like 0.2 or 0.25 or something like that, and we don't want to force someone to spend like a 0.75 to assemble a team. Like it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Even 0.25 is a very very high entry barrier to get like your your NFT. Um, so you will only need one. And then we, we wanted to create a little bit dynamics of people like, hey, I'm a, I have good defense. I'm looking for someone that is a good shooter. Like let's, mm -hmm. uh, let's build a team. And then um, in the future, we will introduce like this new layer, which are teams, which uh, brings like a completely new, um, new level to with the Rumble Kong League. Because mm -hmm. then again, in my opinion, you can be a team owner without having to own any Kong. So then it's like you become all of a sudden like this general manager role that is like, hey, um, I have this, I have this team. I have a, like my sponsor is, uh, I don't know, it's, it's Adidas, and uh, they're like, hey, I'm looking for like three people in my team or maybe more, and uh, I like I have this, I have, I have a sponsor. I'm ready to to go into a league and participate there and hope that I can like pay the entry fee if there's an entry fee there's going to be free entry fees as well but if you want to earn like uh, or get a share of the price pool there's going to be an entry fee and you want to enter this so as a club owner it's going to be much more strategically because you have to pick the right kongs for your team and what uh, what position they play in who do you substitute mm -hmm. who's playing which position uh, while the kongs themselves they are more in a passive role where we are looking at a type of gameplay that is more hands-off but that you feel excited to watch like as if you yeah. watch the it's like if you want i don't know you want to watch the, the chicago bulls play and you you see like your player in there that is your nft and you're excited when he when he does a three-pointer and you're excited like when he clutches the last second or something and you cheer and gives him like boost and you can earn xp it, and uh it's really this what we want it exists though isn't it i mean i don't know if you're familiar like with things like player manager and so for that and like the foot like soccer fo football obviously you're not american yeah. so football you don't you understand that so that already exists people do this the managing side is a definitely a, a, a good yeah a good route I like, I like that idea i like that i definitely like that so um it gives everyone a chance to join never go yeah so there's like of course there's the, the management there's a, like a like ultimate team is something that inside the team we played a lot um like we know the we know the sport like we know the mm -hmm. ins and outs so imagine like if you if you want if you play i don't know fifa or anything and you have an yeah, ultimate yeah. team but imagine the player card like it's your kong like this is yeah, essentially yeah. what you have and that's what we like and you you have attachment to it and you you use it like you you go into matches you improve him he's going to come better and by becoming better and by playing and getting seniority and you maybe have like 200 points ultimately you're increasing the value of that nft because he mm. gets like seniority he gets experience like you yeah. know how he plays maybe he plays better in the first half maybe he plays better in the second half like he's a good uh, he's good at three pointers maybe he's good at like stealing boards and those are the, like the type of behavior you have to learn because yeah. and um it's not evident through the stats but uh, it's like there's this whole like uh like um, understanding him and uh, getting like an attachment to him and then you, you might be maybe you feel bad for for selling but you don't want to sell him but it's yeah. like it's your <laughs> kong so that's the type of um environment that we want to create
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love, I love the concept, and like I said, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's always hard to get that across without speaking to somebody because there's only so much you can say on the website. There's only so much you can say in the Discord. I mean, with the Discord, anyone's in a Discord, it's just like loads of it. So it's hard to even keep up. But sometimes I hear have conversations, but that's the beauty of having these these, these conversations to explain what it is. Because now I'm thinking fancy league, also a bit of software. Uh, a, bit, a bit of everything, like literally you've pulled all different attributes from different projects and just bundle it into this one to to offer so much. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Talk to me about, obviously, the, the sneaker move, which I think was... Uh, <laughs> the sneaker move, so the, the, I know is it, you, you give an airdrop. You drop an airdrop to all the Kongs, giving them sneakers. Yeah. yeah so, to- so initially when we announced the sneakers, so the sneakers actually, they are they were meant initially. When we announced the sneakers, we were at, uh, I think we, we sold like 25% or 30% of our, like of the 10K. And we were mm-hmm. like, hey, it's uh, like, we have, a, we have a very engaged early community. Like we were happy with our, like with our growth. Like we didn't mm-hmm. have any big influencers that chilled the project and we're like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in there and then uh, it's gonna go, get crazy. So it was really like, it was organic. We had a very engaged audience and we were like, hey, let's, it's cool. Like give them, let's give them something. Let's do something cool. And we were like, um, like there's a, like there's a lot of uh, sneaker heads out there. Let's just do a, a sneaker airdrop. And we announced this. And actually then between announcement and sneaker drop, like we sold out, like uh, there was a, there was a Ja Rule who all of a sudden tweeted about like uh, at Rumble Kongs. I think right now he has a, his profile picture is a Rumble Kong as well. And um uh, I, I, see, then, I see him trash talk. I see him trash talking in the Discord, saying he's going to dunk on people and all yes, sorts. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, like it's it's uh, like Discord was it's it's a wild uh, it's a wild <laughs> space right now with all the people that are in there. And um, so then we sold out, and the, the sneaker drop. We were like, okay, but now we can't just take one sneaker drop. We have to do something that is uh, like. We have to give like we have them like different skins, different scarcity, and uh, like Sick Pencil again. Like he did a great job, like with those uh, with the with the design of the sneakers, and we created like I think seventeen unique looking sneakers that are not unique, but there are seven different seventeen different skins that uh, yeah that you can collect. Um, however, they are meant as a like as a thank you for anyone that's there like in the first week, and that was that joined us this early on because like as I mentioned as well, like we have a vision that goes multiple years, and for us it's important like that. You have this pair of sneakers and you look back at it maybe in the future there will be a way to display it somewhere somewhere but um there's there's not going to be any gameplay effect mm. on it like it won't increase your your dunking or anything like that yeah it's okay okay all right it's just uh the like uh, hey i was there it's a it's a memory it's collecting mm. it's like they look cool um maybe we'll find a way to to use them as a skin or something like that but it's not something that we really want to that we want to push yet because our focus is developing a playable prototype and a, and a, and an mvp a minimum viable product and get this out there and focus about like the cosmetics and uh, anything that's add on later on so the focus yeah. is just having a gameplay okay so one thing i do want to talk about is a personal uh, thing for myself and i think it's going to have it happens to a lot of people now I mean, regards to everything I do, I'm always busy anyway. You're trying to keep in tune with the discords is you, you try and join in and you, you come out, you join in and come out. And then it seems like people spend 24 hours in there sometimes where uh, the messages are going off. But ha- as at a launch of a project, and this happens to a lot of these PFP projects, at a launch of a project, obviously the gas, there's the gas issues that fly up. I mean, I'm sure the one point I went to look when you'd launch, maybe it's a day or two, I think, because it took you about nine days to sell out. Was that right? Around was that to correct? Is that correct? About nine days or 
Oh, no, no, it was it was way less. Like we sold, I think, in five, six days. Five, six days. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Nine NFT days then, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, it, yeah, two weeks. Well, um, yeah. So, I was, I was in there early and it was like, okay, then I launched the first day. I was going to take a look, see what was happening and so on. And then I looked at the gas price. The gas prices were ridiculous. And I thought, okay, it was really, it was, I thought it was within the nearly a thousand dollars. I don't know, if, I don't know why at that point. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm just, I was a bit confused. I think, okay, let me leave. And then, then I would have gone, I missed, I missed the opportunity. Yeah. So this seems to happen. And this can happen to, obviously to people within the space. Like, how do you time it? How would you be, how would you, how would you get one? How, and this is for any other projects. Like what's the strategy? <laughs> yeah. So, so from an <laughs> NFT collection standpoint, um, of course there are strategies that come around like time of day, um, yeah. day of the week, like when mm. you want to time it and which approach you want to take. So from our side, actually, when we dropped, like at the time of the drop hour, the gas was between like 20 or 40 uh, gray. So actually we were, we were quite low. Okay. We paid around like 20 or $30. Like when I, when I, when we, when I minted the first Kong myself to test like the contract, yeah. I paid like uh, $5, $10 or something. So it was very low because really? at, the, okay. at the time of drop, there was no other NFT collection dropping. Like we were, we had the floor to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, the day the day like we, we launched on a wednesday which was a rather um, quiet day when it comes to like gas activity and um, activity in the nft space so the drop overall was super like was super smooth like there was no issue then of course like over the days there were times when it went up when it went down so maybe mm -hmm. you were just lucky and you picked like a peak when i don't know there was a there was an art blocks drop or something like that i don't know yeah something had happening <laughs> yeah. i was a bit i was like i've never seen him so high but, um, so, so from a, like, from, from this perspective, like it was very smooth and we didn't have any, like, like, again, it goes back to quality. Like we did a, we did a test, we did QA and everything and yeah. didn't have any issues really, um, when it comes to minting, the experience was smooth. Like people went on the website, they said like, Hey, I want to have, uh, I want to have one Kong. I want to have 10 Kongs and they appeared in their, in their, um, in their wallet. So this was again like was very smooth and uh, like the team did an amazing job on like just the overall experience and the flow and there were no issues on that side um then of course like over the next days there were like other projects launching and it was coming up when it like in terms of strategy the the only thing that i can recommend to any project is like know your audience first of all like because mm -hmm. we know we're going to talk about basketball we talk to an audience that uh, might like top shot that likes the nba so for us it's important like when myself i'm i'm in europe I like we did a launch in, in my evening time because it's like when the US is awake and there's stuff going on. However, for example, if you do something that is more like targeted to an Asian market or like a European market, then of course the time of day is important and it might change something. It also changes your like the addressable audience um, because like there's a different momentum and different behavior around different regions. So actually we mm -hmm. see a lot of attention in the in the US space. Um, but uh, like Asia and Europe are also like very fast growing in the NFT space, and uh, it's 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 great to see. And then of course like executing like a have a like have a team that knows what they're doing. Like really, it's uh, like this is this is gold. Like to work with people that know what they're doing and that are confident and they know how to in worst case even know how to quickly fix something. Mm. That's um, yeah. that's you can't like this is something like money can't buy. Like really, this is uh, like when what what the technical discussions there were before the launch. I got I was completely lost. Like I didn't understand the word, but I trusted I trusted them when they talked about it because I know like the guys they know what they're doing, and. Um, 
end. So each of us had like their own responsibilities when it comes to the project and we executed on it. And like we did, uh, I, I consider ourselves like very successful and uh, I'm very grateful for the, like anyone that got Akong or two or like uh, over 50. I don't know, like I'm like, I'm, I'm humbled and I'm really like, uh, like incredible uh, grateful because like it's something that we, we wanted to create and wanted to people to to like relate to and be excited about and we have the feeling that we succeeded in that so now mm. of course we we follow up on like on the whole gameplay and on the utility part but like, like what we see as well like we have over 2000 uh, unique uh, like holders like there's like i said like jarul is there like we had dimitri vegas like a dj who tweeted about it yesterday okay um there's uh, like there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of dms that we get from people and brands that I would have never thought <laughs> ago that I would have a conversation. Come on, give, give, give us one of them. No, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you any sneak peeks because you never know what comes out of it, you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah say now, oh, I'm talking to, uh, I don't even want to say. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking to I'm talking to Elon Musk, you know, and then it doesn't go through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's, um, no, no, we're very, like, we're reserved. Mm -hmm. we and it goes back like again like i, I said it on it's about quality and we don't want to like have a like we want to have we don't want to chill and say like oh today i talked to those and those and it's going to be great and we're going to do something awesome and you're going to love it um all like in an effort to try to keep the floor price up or get people jumping into like no mm -hmm. we want to do something that's proper that is quality that is a, that has a like a that, ha that makes sense as well and mm -hmm. that the community can be excited about and when we're ready we're going to talk about it we're going to tease it a little bit before once we know that we're in a situation where we can tease about it yeah. um, but uh, like there's you won't get any name or brand out of <laughs> or like we have an agreement <laughs> okay okay cool cool I, I, okay that's 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 cool all right so um what, what i want to do i mean we talked about the project let's talk about you back to you personally i know that you obviously in the nft space you're well invested with regards to work with sandbox and obviously got the pfp project what projects do you is any do you, do you collect yourself Ah oh, yes, I have. A, so if you if you go in my wallet, there's my my the wallet that I'm proud of, and there's my hidden yeah. part of the wallet. <laughs> okay, okay. So what what what, are the, what projects have you anything anything you've got that you've any good obviously popular ones that you've got that you can speak about, and then maybe drop me a, a rare one that you think yeah this is just one that um, I picked up and I like yeah, it. A popular one like I have my I have my board ape. I only have one because I like I believe this is a project where it's around unique wallet holders and mm -hmm. um, I used to have uh, multiple but I only have one that is my my how we call it forever kong where I reject the offers of like uh, 40 <laughs> grand and I'm like nah. crazy crazy how much did you buy it for how much did you get it for at the, at the time actually, I, bu I bought it initially like my very I was late because the drop happened in night time for you and then yeah. I waited a couple of days because I was not sure. And I've got mine for 0.4. So okay. um, I was still under one ETH. And uh, mm -hmm. actually what happened to me is that one night I had it, like I had it listed for seven ETH and uh, I forgot about it. And then I was like, oh, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to unlist it on my phone. And it didn't work on my phone for MetaMask for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Go through. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do it later on my PC. And then I forgot about it. I went to sleep. And then in the morning, I got my notification like, oh, transaction Gold. successful. Oh. <laughs> and then I saw the guy tweeting about like, who got my uh, Kong? And I was like, oh, I got this one. And like, it was, oh. it was a steal. And then I'm like, ah, okay. So I went immediately back in there. I got a new one. <laughs> and oh, man. I was like, okay. But uh, now I have I have one that I consider my forever Kong. So this is like the, the, the popular ones. And um, 
like I have the the cool cats, which I love. Um, there's a lot of uh, projects that are, like I'm personally I love as well. See Mike Tyson, got, got, he's got that as his handle, hasn't he? A cool cat shop, yeah. Yeah, he has a, he has a cool cat. Um, what else in there? Like we have the we have the the wicked craniums. Like you have uh, you have the Voxadeos, you have the Voxies. Um, mm. There's a lot of really really cool projects. Like um, the Cyber Kongs are also like they're very cool. Like it's again like this gorilla theme, which uh, which I personally like love. Mm. Um, there's a collection that I that I really like is um, they're called Skull Punks with a V okay. instead of a U. Um, it's a it's like a, it's like a guy and uh, he's like doing 3D art, 3D design. It's uh, like it's something where I've randomly found this being put in a comment one day, and yeah. uh, it immediately resonated with me. And uh, I went in and I bought like I bought my Skull Punk. Like he has various collections now. I own a piece of one of them, and um, like this is art I really like I. Like I, I I clicked with like it's really like yeah. I know it's not for everyone but this is really a collection that if uh, it's a bit my underdog collection um, despite him having like an active community and he's very active mm -hmm. on social media but uh, he's doing like a, a really really good job and then mm -hmm. about like my hidden tab I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why are you hiding it? Why are you hiding oh, it? It's like uh, <laughs> no, it's like uh, there's 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 various reasons. There's, uh, <laughs> is you get. <laughs> Is it about there's, there's, there's hits and miss. There's, there's yeah. some projects who launch where you think like it goes back to the anonymous part. Like it's some projects where you, where you think like, hey, it's, it's a cool project. Like I can relate to it. And mm. then the, the team like completely abandons it or doesn't go forward. And uh, it's uh, or it was uh, like hyped for the wrong reasons. So mm. I changed my like I, I had learnings as well. And uh, I changed my my approach as well because right now it's really more from a like as if you invest in a startup like you look at who's the team behind what is the roadmap what is the what is the utility like why would I care about this project and that was as well important for us as well when we like uh, talked about Rumblecon League to address all those points and uh, I, I worked with a couple of startups in the past so I know what to look out for I know what is important when you look mm -hmm. from a like from an investment standpoint as well into a project and we wanted to address all of those points. Yeah, I, I I agree with you in regards to looking into a project. These are things you have to look at. And another thing, I, I see people doing courses on NFTs and whatnot, how to buy the perfect NFT. We, you don't know. There's no, you, you don't really know. Every NFT you're buying, it, it is a risk to a certain extent because you, because you don't know what, if, especially if you're buying it for value to go up, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, so you should, you, you've got to buy it for your personal reasons and, and be prepared to take the loss if it, if that is the case. Hopefully it isn't. Um exactly. But, for this, yeah. it's really like it's yeah. really like stocks like you don't invest money that you don't have or that you're not willing to lose like it's really there's mm -hmm. there's there's always a risk attached and like uh, of course like i'm doing the disclaimer of any nft that i mentioned before like do your own research and yeah of course yeah. Advice. <laughs> um but really do something that you that you believe in like support artists and support small artists because mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of projects that get a lot of buzz but there's a lot of artists that are doing the grind and that are doing awesome work like this is how i met sick pencil like it's uh, he's doing derivatives and he's doing other art like he has a he has a collection that is the sick pencil collection on on open sea and it's like uh, it's it's amazing and it's a very high level of quality and it's a it's a pity that he didn't get the recognition that he has now that he didn't get that before because he deserves it and he's an amazing yeah. He's a super creative uh, guy that uh, that I like respect now that I worked with him closer even more than I respected before just from a visual standpoint. Mm. So it's really like I'm I'm happy that he can get the the recognition that he that he deserves. And the same actually with there's another project which I love, which is like the the, the world of um, women uh, women uh, NFT. Yeah, that one's been spoke about a lot. Like everybody's yeah. speaking about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they launched I think just two days before us. And uh, I know the I know the the two founding team. Like I know them very well. Like we talked before, and mm -hmm. like I love what they are doing because of the like it's a completely different reason than what we have. Because for us it's about uh, utility and entertainment. For them it's really about awareness and uh, charity and supporting artists, um, mm -hmm. which for us is important as well. But we have a different type of approach. So we we know the team. Like we we, we support them where we can. Like uh, I love what they're doing. Um, but it's uh, like it's it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy space and but you have to keep like you have to be vigilant and be careful with what you invest in. and just because everybody talks about something doesn't mean it's a good project just look mm -hmm. at uh like i don't want to call any names but there's, there's there's russian dudes who pretend to be women <laughs> yeah that was crazy but they've, they've given apparently they've, haven't they got, have they given all their their, their earnings to women yeah. now or artists i don't i don't care like they yeah, lied, <laughs> they like to make money they like to launch a collection so yeah i uh, anything that they're doing going forward true true a fair point well you know what i know that obviously i know you was conscious of time so i don't want to keep you too long but like i appreciate you coming on and talking about obviously the kongs amazing projects um it's, it's really interesting to hear about yourself and your perspective on the nft space and what you're doing uh, i'm looking forward to see what you guys are doing in the future uh, and that, like we can see if we can touch back down uh, down the line towards the end of the year and see all the when the, when the gaming kicks in let's talk yeah, about the game because this was yeah. why people were going to tune in because they want to yeah. know more about the game so we did the initial drop of the 10k kongs to help us finance the project so we uh, there, there were funds but what i uh, what i um, said in the past and what i'm going to say again like doing a game today is simple because like you have all those tools to develop games like uh, you have no code game development tools like you have uh, you have uh, like drag and drop game development tools but doing a good game is not easy because mm -hmm. like there's a, there's so much more to a game that uh, when you look at it from the outside it's not evident like you have a like you have a you have a game called loop you have a monetization model you have like the gameplay it needs to be balanced it needs to be fair like you want to do something that everybody enjoys that that looks good like the animations should look smooth like the graphics should look good and all of this like it adds up to a lot to a very big scope which is why we decided to um, to to launch this 10k collection because it's going to help towards the funding of the project and we know that there's a risk involved for people because they're, they're like I, why would i invest in a project that doesn't have a game yet playable and mm -hmm. uh, so we're thankful for anyone that that uh, took this jump and trusts us in doing that and um, the only thing that i can say like right now we are talking to i don't know five to ten different studios that are a mix of um that, is, that are all like advanced discussions already that are all a mix of uh, studios that know the nft space or that already did something in the nft space or studios that are from a traditional perspective and some that did both so yeah. um we are in very advanced discussions with some of them and uh, i think this is going to be something that uh, maybe by the time this airs it's going to be uh, more ironed out and we have a better mm -hmm. idea but um, this is also like once we have once we signed and we have an agreement and we know what are the terms and which direction we go in game design direction um we will talk more about like um, actually the gameplay because we have a white paper as well that exists but there might still be changes after yeah. we get the input from the game development studio and because they are like they're professional game designers and we are also looking for people that are professional game designers and know the nft space so i hope that by next week we have a white paper that we can share with the community where we can go out like hey this is how it will look like this is what a kong is this is what a club is this is what a league is this is how you can improve it this is how you like how a uh, token will look like um, however it's going to be called because down the road we will need to have an erc20 token that is just uh, fueling the ecosystem mm -hmm. that enables play to run it's like axs and uh, slp 
uh, tokens from um, exit because they have a, like it's play to earn. Um, but we're looking for a model where we have only ideally only one. Maybe it's going to be two. Maybe it's going to be three. I don't know. But um, but all of this there's very there's a lot of open questions that we need to clarify and that might change. So we're going to probably release a white paper that is the the pre-alpha white paper that is the vision document mm -hmm. that shows like, hey, this is how we envision it. But nothing here is final and can change. So, okay. and uh, because they, the, our community, they want to see a white paper and they want to get more information about it. So we're gonna release our, like our holy grail that we have, that we're currently working with and give more information. But then once we have signed, once the, like we would walk towards an MVP that we, uh, that we are like announced and planned to have by the end of the year, um we will give more like we will be able to talk more about like hey this will work like this this is now going to go in this direction maybe there's going to be complete changes towards what i said in the last uh, half an hour towards what it's going to be but this is also the nature of uh of like just like um like there's a there's this blizzard game overwatch like when i first heard about overwatch it was an mmo and it was in an internal show and tell that was uh like uh, it was okay Actually, I think it was it was known as well. It was called Titan, which was an MMO and was something completely different. Became like a, a shooter game, only a shooter game. So it's it's the nature of things to completely change the scope and to go in a different direction. I don't know if this is the case for us. I just want to mention that like this is uh, anything is possible, and for us it's important as well, like to keep an open mind towards something that uh, might be better for the project in the long term, rather than just pushing something out because uh, we said we're going to do a game, so we're going to have a game. So. Mm. Yeah, so in the like the coming weeks, because now the difficult part will be between now and when we have the game or when we show something. So we're going to talk more about the clubs, more about the leagues, more about anything. And um, like I'm excited to uh, to share more about this like uh, very like very soon. Well, like I said, there's, there's I can't really say much of that. Like that's perfect, a perfect ending to obviously our, our conversations. I look forward to it. Like I, I'm excited, and I'm, I'm going to have to go take a review and see if I can uh, make get myself a con to get involved in all this, man. Um, <laughs> but um, exciting stuff from you guys, and uh, and I think it's it's positive that you're out here talking about it, explaining the project, coming from a good background in regards to a credible background, I should say. Is, I, I feel that you guys are going to deliver. So I'm banking on you guys. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. Like, you know, support. Like uh, it's uh, it's now the the real work starts, but uh, like, yeah. It's great for me as well, like to talk a little bit more about this in this uh, in this environment, because like as you said as well, like there's only so much we can say in written form, but it gives us to talk about it. And we're hosting like we're hosting regular AMAs on our Discord where we want to give like everyone the chance to ask questions as well. Um, we're gonna do uh, we want to do recaps. We want to involve everyone, like we want to involve the Kong holders as well, like in the development process and say like, hey, do you want to do you prefer this way or that way? Um, mm. So that's gonna be very very exciting and really something where. In a couple of months, we look back and we can say like, "Hey, we built this together," which is like really, uh, which is a cool feeling. That's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. But um, thanks for coming on. Hope everyone enjoyed this episode, uh, listening or viewing. Uh, some great gems in there. Uh, go get yourself a con. <laughs> no financial advice, but go get yourself a con. Yeah, it's no fancy. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put it out there. Go get yourself a con. Like it's, um, it's, it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> All right, and cool. Well, thanks for that. Thank you for having you take me. Take care, Marcus. Uh, talking to you. Thank you.